0: Love Talk Radio. Are you ready?
1: It's
2: time for the Get Ready Show. best in pro
0: wrestling talk. And that's the
1: bottom line. The
0: first goal (sighs) project.
1: This
3: right
0: here is the future of wrestling.
3: And it begins.
4: Edition of the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. We'll be going 7 to 9 p.m. this evening. Uh, I am your host, Ken Reedy. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, slash the Ken Reedy Show. Good times, always. You know, wrestle talk going on over there. And, uh, you know, each and every Monday night, we do a raw chat. So you can go over there and, and participate in the raw chat. And actually, right now, we got a chat going on as the show goes, so uh you can hop on over there. If you if you're a little shy and don't feel like giving us a call, we'll head on over to the Facebook page. Uh we also got a Twitter at the Ken Reidy Show. And uh check out our website, TheKenReedyShow.com. We got a bunch of blogs going on over there. Tony, best blogger in the biz, blogging on all our T V shows. Uh Ross, SmackDown, Impact. We got the Joan is on there now, so uh Lots of cool stuff going on on the website. Be sure to check that out as well as archive shows. And you can hear us on Ironbound Radio AM 1640 on Tuesdays. And this Tuesday we're going to be moving to 90 minutes. Uh, we've been going for an hour, but we're going to be going for 90 minutes starting at 6 p.m. and going to 7.30. And if you're in the Newark, New Jersey area, you can hear us on Ironbound 1640 if not, you can hear us on com or go to the Ironbound website, IR1640AMRadio.com. Got a great show lined up for you tonight. We have Indie Sensation. She's been in Shimmer. She's been in a bunch of different Indie promotions. She's going to be talking female wrestling. Leva Bates is going to be joining us for a few. And... The NWA National Heavyweight Champion Damian Wayne is also going to be joining us So we are excited about this We are one week away from Wrestlemania We are on the anniversary Today is the anniversary of Wrestlemania 1 And of course as always joining me as my tag team partner Dave is on the line Dave how are you doing this fine evening?
2: I'm doing well. I just got done with an Easter egg hunt of my own, and uh, now I'm ready on the final stretch on the road to WrestleMania. Um, I'm excited about tonight, and, uh, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do this.
4: Sounds good. You know, was, uh, we're getting into wrestling. we got got uh, lots of stuff planned for tonight's show. Um, but, unfortunately, uh, what we're going to lead with this. Uh, we have some sad news uh, this week. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we learned of the passing of uh, rick flair's uh, son reed flair at a uh, very young age of, of 24 years old a very tragic story um uh, found uh, dead in his hotel room uh you know words i can't express uh this this kid everything we've heard he had a, a promising future and uh you know just like to send out uh deepest condolences from us here at the show to uh rick flair and uh his entire family uh Dave, your, your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, very, very sad. Unfortunately, that this took place. Um, you know, you mentioned he had a bright, promising future. that uh, uh just come back from a tour of Japan. Uh, he uh, replaced his father in January in a tag match, teaming with uh, the Great Muda and uh, I actually saw Reed Flair for the first time wrestle it was his i, bl- I want to say it was his one of his very first matches if not his first match at uh Northeast Wrestling in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. He teamed with Kevin Nash um against a couple of other uh, local guys um and that was shortly after Rick Flair had left the w w e and he was in the Hall of Fame and he was doing the indie tour um And uh, I didn't really see much of him because he was brand new, but I heard that, you know, he had a bright future in the ring. um, At one point, I just heard recently that the WWE had been looking at him to possibly, uh, uh, you know, join their developmental program. Unfortunately, you know, this is speculation, this isn't facts, but, um, you know, Reed Flair apparently um, had uh, some drug-related issues and uh, he was arrested for possession of heroin in 2009. I hope that's not the case as to the reason why he has passed, Um, but unfortunately, you know, speculation abound, um, just like with anything in the world of wrestling, Um, you know, it's lip service, so uh you know that that that's that's what i've been hearing and what others others have been speculating but you know like ken like you said ken my deepest condolences out to uh the nature boy rick flair and his entire family um for the passing of his son reed
4: yeah just just horrible you know and uh really i mean there's nothing more we can really say about it so again uh thoughts going out to rick flair and his entire family so uh uh, anyway, uh, you know, we're going to try and transition that into a, you know, talk in WrestleMania. Um, we're one week away. Tremendous. Can't believe it. One week away. And, uh, you know, um, it's exciting. It's exciting to, to be looking forward, looking, looking in, you know, into the future in the WrestleMania. Uh, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a cool year and, uh, you know, It was funny because Dave and I. This just popped into my head, so I'm 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 improv-ing a little bit here. But last year, I just remember we we were standing in Miami, and uh, we were at the Kevin Nash party, and you know maybe I had had a couple, and I have a tendency. You know, it's funny because there are certain people out there. Some people drink and they're angry drunks. Some people drink, and and they're happy drunks. I'm what you'd call a soapbox drunk i I can get on a soapbox. I can get on a pretty good rant. Uh, I think I remember this, but continue. <laughs> I have it in me. and we just started talking, and I, and I kind of went on this this kind of soapboxy rant on why not us? Why not us? Why can't our show take off? Why can't uh, we make noise in this business? you know I, we, we see these other people doing stuff in the business, and it just was kind of, why not us? And and that was the gist of it. I can't say I remember specifics, but it was why let's let's take this year uh going towards WrestleMania and, and push this show as as far as we possibly can. And uh it's been look we're, we we're not signed yet to SiriusXM, but it's been an incredibly eventful year and you know we we've we've talked before and and Dave and I can't be uh you know more thankful to all you guys out there that continue to support and listen to the show and and be a part of it because you know things have grown over this year, and and you guys have uh, that call in and support the show. It, like you're you're part of the show. It's not like we're the the hosts and you're the callers. It's like we're all doing this show together, and you're collectively like another character on this show. And and it's just been a really cool year. Looking now, like just a week away from WrestleMania, that we just we wanted to push as far as we could, and, and we've done a lot. And I and I, I specifically look at the month we've had and you know we've moved to ironbound so we we are uh legit on a radio station we are uh you know we've had guests like we've had kazarian coco beware B. brian blair you know uh the new nwa world heavyweight champion rob conway is on and we have the the national champion that's going to be with us tonight uh we've had a, a a great amount of guests, just uh, you know, in the the indie scene. Steve Alf has been great. Bob Arion, Tristan Law, the BWO champion, has has been on the show. Uh, we've just had such a a, a cool year, and it, it just hit me like right now as I'm sitting here, like, wow, a week away from WrestleMania, we had that conversation a year ago. And and Dave, I I think it's been a a pretty damn good year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, the future holds for us.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think Miami was what really shot us out of the cannon, so to speak. Uh, you know, we, we, you know that night in particular at the Kevin Nash party, and you know, like you said, why not us? Why can't you know our show? you know, have to be involved in something like this. And, you know, and, and another thing, too, that, you know, I remember specifically that that you took a, a, a big liking to was, and, and it also touched a chord with me as well, but I've just thought of this throughout the course of the year when it came to this show was um, during Edge's uh, Hall of Fame speech, when he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, he just said at one point in his career he he took advice from, uh, from Bret Hart, and when he was young, before he even got into the WWE and Bret Hart told him to keep plugging away. And that's been my motto mentally, internally with myself. And I, I would, I would, You know, be I would dare to say that you know that's the same thing for you. You know, when it comes to the show, just keep plugging away. Well, we kept plugging away, and we've gone from you know a hundred listeners to a thousand, and thousand. You know, we've hit five thousand. You know, up until this point, and you know we're on AM radio now, and we've got a big support. We're getting more involved in in the wrestling industry. You know, so it's 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 uh, you know, and you become a part of the National Wrestling Alliance and you know we've we've grown quite a lot in the course of you know a year's time and miami was our launching point you know like i said you know really just to kind of let everyone know that all right we're here and we're not going anywhere and uh, you know this year hopefully in in new jersey new york wherever all the festivities are being held um that we're going to we're going to get bigger and and stronger as a show and uh, you know w- with all your help you know it's greatly appreciated
4: yeah, and and speaking on that, I mean, you know, Ironbound. And and I do think, you know, cuz I I respect you guys and, and you guys who are listening and following us and you've been a big part part of this and uh just so you guys know what's going on with Ironbound, it, it is I don't know if you all know the whole story, but it, it's it's a Portuguese radio station that is looking to uh change formats and and they're bringing in some new shows and in fact, a friend of the show, a good guy uh uh King Firehawk he's doing the Three Kings show on Monday nights and uh we're all, we're co-hosting a tailgate party at Wrestlemania so you want to come uh, check that out check that out on Facebook it's a an in an event uh, everyone's invited so we're going to keep you posted on Facebook where exactly we're going to be in the parking lot but he's on on Mondays he does a, a lot of he does a lot of wrestling but also comic books movies and stuff like that but, uh, so the indie, the indie, the radio station, it's a really small station, and they actually don't have uh, phones. So when we're putting that, that show together, it's us in the studio trying to, like, get the uh, our own computer plugged into the system, and we go through blog talk so we can, because we want you guys to be able to call in. We could do the show, uh, just do the show the way we do it, but to have the the callers and that's what we want we have to plug into blog talk because the station actually does not have uh, multiple phone lines to really do the show how we want to do it so that's how we, we figured it out however it just seems like as we're trying to get blog talk and the the radio equipment and everything to kind of all plug together and work uh we've run into a, a bunch of major snafus over the course of, of the run of the show but we're we are confident that we're going to get it ironed out, and I do appreciate you guys who are listening you know when you do message and say you can't hear it or you can hear it or you're hearing noise that's good because you know i immediately i'm I'm telling the the producer or actually he's the uh programming director you know this is what's going on, so it does help, but I want you to know, and I want to be upfront with you guys like we're we're trying we're working at it, and one of the things that we're really, really hoping is going to help us move forward is. Unbelievably enough as as we talk about how eventful this year is, you know, we we have an intern. The show has an intern now. So we we're we're welcoming, uh, you may have seen on Facebook, but we are welcoming Sean Bretherick, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name right, but uh he's going to be joining us as an intern. He's uh from Connecticut School of Broadcasting, CSB out of Hasbrook Heights. Uh, you know, And he's going to be coming. He's a a tech guy. He's a production guy. So he's going to be coming on and, uh, you know, helping us on the tech end of things. So uh, he'll be there each and every week. I mean, he's an intern, uh, but essentially he's going to be taking on a lot of the responsibilities. And that's the cool thing about the internship at at Ironbound. Like it's not – you're not running and – you're not interning there and running and getting people cups of coffee or going to the mall to give out bumper stickers. You're interning with us. We're throwing you right into the fire, so uh, he's going to be taking on a lot of the responsibility of getting uh, the production up and running, and, uh, you know, it's kind of trial by fire for an intern, so welcome aboard, Sean, and it's uh, it's kind of cool to have an intern, and we're hoping that we're going to move forward, and our show is going to be the the quality programming that you've all come to know and love uh, from this show, so I just wanted to really be upfront with the fans, because you guys are so supportive that that's what's going on with the radio station, and hopefully we'll have that. All that stuff fixed ASAP. It's amazing, you know, Dave. It's amazing. We have uh, Tony who does our blogs. Uh, he does yeah. our blogs, and the other day on Facebook that he uh, he added to his work on on Facebook on on his uh, you know his bio whatever you know about you know the about section about me and he cha- uh-huh. he added to the Ken Reedy show. It's like You all know, of- I did that too. We have we have employees and and we have an intern. We're, yeah. we're we almost legit. Now if we can just start like getting paychecks, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, that yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs>
2: You no, know, I, I did I did that as well a little while back because I hate my current job where I'm at now. So, like I said, like I said a long time ago, this is my fun job. So, uh, you know, and I want everyone to know what I do, what my passion is, you know, and this is it right here. So, you know, and plus it also gets a direct link to people who don't like the Facebook page to get you to go to the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody.
4: That's funny. I did the same thing. It's like, yeah, I hate my job. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pretend I'm doing this full time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for your support and again we're we're moving forward. So hopefully uh we'll we'll be we'll be going really, really in a, a great direction uh starting Tuesday and uh we'll get things right on track. So thank you all for your support. And speaking of support, you know it's interesting. We on Facebook, you know, we're again Check us out on Facebook, facebookcom slash Show. We like to throw stuff up there, like, "Hey, what are you guys thinking? What are you looking at?" And uh, we thought, "What match do you think could be a show stealer uh, this year's WrestleMania?" And we had uh, one person said, our friend Mister Trivia said, Triple H and Brock. Uh, Kevin Thomas said Ryback versus Mark Henry, and that's a match I'm really looking forward to. Uh, but everyone else who responded said Fandango. Versus Jericho And it's funny because The ridiculousness of the Fandango character And Honestly, the vignettes for me as well Were getting a little annoying It was getting like, uh, you know, I'm tired of it And even the the name thing Like the first time he just wouldn't debut Because you couldn't pronounce his name It was funny But then it was like every week And just, I was like, I don't know And I don't know how i feel about the character i don't know how i feel about the longevity of this character and you have a rivalry now based solely on the fact that chris jericho is making fun of fandango's name and that's that's essentially where we're at as far as the basis of this rivalry however i kind of agree with everyone who who responded to the poll question i honestly think looking at the the small sampling that we've seen so far with with the Fandango character, um, and and what Chris Jericho can do, and on the big stage, I, I I'm surprised that I'm, I'm shocked that I'm actually sitting here saying this, but Fandango could be in a show stealing match come WrestleMania. It, it would not surprise me if we come out of. MetLife Stadium thinking, you know, wow, you know, Roxena was was great and uh, uh can't believe what happened in in Brock uh Triple H, but wow, what a match from Jericho and Fandango. And and I I'm surprised I'm saying it, but I I think it's got a lot of potential, Dave. What do you think?
2: I think it's got a ton of potential. I mean, Jericho's, you know, Jericho's a smart guy. He's not going to get in there, you know, and a lot of people probably think, oh, this guy's a virtual rookie. Actually, he's not. He's been around the wrestling business for quite a while. Um, I don't know numbers to be exact, but he was in Ohio Valley Wrestling and Deep South, I want to say Deep South Wrestling, the uh, developmental territories of the WWE at the time, training with guys like Kofi Kingston, guys like CM Punk, Um uh, and they just couldn't find a, a good spot for him. I mean, if you remember, he debuted on television as well—not even television—but he debuted on one of the NXT seasons that WWE.com produced um, as Johnny Curtis. And they tried finding ways to get him on television. And now they have with this Fandango character. Um, he, he he delivers a sweet top rope leg drop. I'll say that much. You know, you—I you, haven't seen one of those in, 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 in years. So uh, you know, I mean. And Jericho's a smart guy. He's not going to get in there and 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 work a WrestleMania match with somebody that you know he doesn't think is capable of getting up to the level that he's currently at in ring wise. So um, I'm I'm expecting a really good match from the two of them, and you know hopefully this you know whatever happens, the the regardless of the outcome, um, that it's you know it's good for all parties
4: involved. Yeah, I just you know it's funny because you know right now I think the card is is kind of shaping up and it's it's weird because I, I'm looking at the matches and, and we've been critical and I think rightfully so. I mean, you know you're allowed to be critical. It, you know it, we're usually pretty positive about things, but that's just it. Like sometimes things aren't working and you know not so crazy about the setup so far uh, going into WrestleMania for a lot of the matches. I don't think the build has been there. But now when if, if you sit back. And, you know, we did have a, a clunker of a Raw a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a, a better Raw, but not a great Raw uh, this this past week. Um, if you can sit back away from that and just look at, like, match for match, the card has a lot of potential to be a very entertaining card. Pull everything else away from it. And, again, getting back to Jericho and Fandango, uh very athletic competitors, and, and a guy like Jericho who who gets it, uh, gets uh, you know the wrestling business, gets uh, you know how to how to work a crowd. Um, I, I, again, I just can't believe I'm saying it, but I I think that match uh, really could be a a show stealer. What do you guys think? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. You know, we're going to go to the phones now. We'll go a little early because we got some interviews going on, so we want to see if we can get as many people on the the horn as possible. So we'll go right out there. First off, we got Tony on the line. Tony, how you doing tonight?
5: I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys?
4: Doing all right. So what do you think? I mean, you're looking at this card, WrestleMania, a week away. I think you know you're in agreement. The build towards the show not great, but the card is is just about entirely set. Uh, what do you think? Looking at it, what what match uh, for you do you think could potentially steal the show?
5: Yeah, uh, I actually didn't think of, the, of Jericho and uh, Fandango, but uh, uh, that actually could be a uh, that actually might be able to you know, have the potential to steal the show because, uh, like you said, you know, Jenna Curtis is good. You know, he is good in the ring despite being saddled with a cheesy gimmick. You know, I mean, you know, even seeing him on Raw, you know, it was. It, it was yeah, uh, you know, when he did that top rope leg drop, you know, it was like it was it was it was actually kind of nice to see him do something besides, you know, complaining about his name being mis- mispronounced. So you know, it was nice to see him actually, you know, finally uh, in action sort of on on Raw this past week. But uh, I, that that uh, could it could be a good good uh, good match there. You know, uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know, you know, I mean he's a pro. You know, I, I think he can get a good match. You know, they can have a good match together. Even though, you know, like Ryback and Mark Henry. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of that's going to be about um, you know can, can can Ryback you know can he slam the big you know can he can he slam Mark Henry or can he set him up for the muscle buster or whatever. But I uh, I think it should be a good match too. Um, even the you know, the six man tag I think could be good. You know, um, Ork and then the Big Show against the Shield. Uh, you know, and uh, I did enjoy that brawl at the end of SmackDown when they went up into the um, the
4: upper decks of the crowd, I, I thought that that was really good. I I I thought it was pretty good, and, and you're right. I think that match has a lot of potential, too. Um, what I found interesting about Fandango is when he got in the ring and was really beating on Jericho, the, the level of physicality, you know, that this guy who just wouldn't get in the ring, you know, and he gets in it was just really just beating the hell out of them just you know constantly just hitting them and then the uh the big leg drop off the top rope so uh yeah and i it's weird because i can't believe i'm really looking forward to it i mean as far as me is as, as i i'm really i am looking forward to seeing uh ryback and mark henry because i've always been a fan of the the big strong guys and uh what do you think of the setup on uh smackdown with the uh, weightlifting competition
5: i i didn't mind it actually no, i uh I thought it. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive to see those two guys lift that much, you know. And even I was okay. You know, I was fine with uh, you know, right back. Um, Mark Henry push, pushing the, uh, the barbell down on his throat and everything, just to kind of, you, know, uh, uh, you know, set up some further, you know, to just to keep hyping the matchup. But um, I don't know. Even the other thing about it was Booker T and Teddy Long. I don't know. I mean, I think they could have done it without. You know, I don't think they needed to be in there. You know, I. Um, 'Cause I mean I don't know if they're gonna turn teddy along heel or what they're doing, but uh, you know, since uh, they've been he and Booker have been having some uh, friction as of late or whatever, I don't know what the I mean, whatever they're doing. But uh overall, what? you know, without that I I th- I th- I thought that I thought that uh the way the the bench press challenge was was alright. I was okay with it.
4: Cool, so you psych now? It's WrestleMania week. It's it's here. You you psych? What are your plans for the week?
5: I'll probably yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna see it. Yeah, you know, I'll probably see it. And there's, you know, there's there's other shows all week long too. I don't know. I might uh, catch some of those. You know, catch some of those because you know everything goes great. You know, like WrestleMania week has become, uh, it's become really crazy. You know, I like, I don't know how many. I, there's like I don't know how many shows this, this week. You
4: know, uh, um oh, See so WrestleMania comes into town, they definitely uh, take over. Tony, thanks a lot for the phone call, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, and everyone, remember, Tony is the best blogger in the business. Go on over to com. Check out his raw Smackdown and Impact blogs each and every week. Thanks a lot, Tony. We'll talk to you soon.
5: All
4: right. Talk to you. All right on. Well, let's stick with the phones because we've had people. Let's see. I think we got Mike on the line. Mike, are you there?
6: Yes, I am. Hey, hi, guys. How's it going?
4: Doing all right. How are you?
6: Nothing. I was just listening to what you guys were saying, and, uh, you know, you you said, uh, you know, you said that when you were at that party that you, would, you were drinking and you were thinking about, you know, we keep on plugging away, why not us? I keep on thinking the same thing. You know, I keep on thinking about my career. I think of, I keep on thinking about me, and the other day I was in the gym, and this girl I turned around and she said, excuse me. I said, yes, and she said, are you the Stein guy? And I said, absolutely, and you know what she said to me? She said, how come you're not in the business? And I said, that's a good question. I would love to know. You know, promoters out there just don't see, you know, marketing for me. But you know what? I see it. I see the big picture. So I'm going to keep on plugging away.
4: Well, there you go, man. That's that's what you got to do. I mean, just keep going, keep, keep clawing, keep scratching. And, uh, you know, you just hope that at some point uh... – you know, you get that break. You know, you. you, you know,
6: not, It's not even uh, like WWE, TNA. I, you know, my, my whole dream is independence. I, I like going out there entertaining the crowd. I like, you know what I'm saying, I love the rush. I love talking wrestling in the back with the boys. I love hanging out with the boys, you know what I'm saying? So that's my whole, my whole thing. But, and I also like meeting some of the wrestlers that I haven't got to meet. And uh, like Kevin Nash is a really cool guy. I love Kevin Nash. The guy is great. Yeah. So what's, going on, so what's going on, guys? How's are you guys getting gearing up for WrestleMania or what?
4: Oh, we're we're set. We're ready. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to the week. You know, we're talking. We started the show off. We're talking about potential uh, show stealers going into WrestleMania. When you look at the card how it's shaped up, I mean, what match on the card do you think could potentially steal the show?
6: Punk and Undertaker, definitely. I think the Undertaker is going to be. Well, I think The Undertaker's well-rested, and what I, heard, I actually heard something today about The Undertaker, and I heard The Undertaker told somebody he's ready to go. I hope so. Well, that's what I heard. And I also heard from a good source um, about Bill Goldberg, and uh, I actually heard from kind of around the Bill Goldberg camp. Bill Goldberg said that he's coming back. I heard, I heard, I heard he's bored. They're saying, and uh, they're saying that Bill Goldberg wants to come back. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking him and Ryback uh, should fight each other, and then we'll find out once and for all who the real Goldberg is.
4: That'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. I wonder how they would do that. I wonder what kind of. I mean, I've seen Goldberg. He looks like he's in good shape, but I wonder. You know, there's there's being in good shape and there's being in wrestling shape. So that would be.
6: Well, they're putting out a Goldberg DVD compilation. The best of Goldberg. So I just hope they don't put the match where you hurt Bret Hart. That would be horrible.
0: Yeah. That
6: Poor was- good old, Bre- good old Bret Hart. That's when his uh, his career started going well. His career started going downhill when he went to WCW because they didn't know what to do with him. So it's a sin because the guy had some tremendous talent. And if you watch the DVD, Dave, you watch that DVD. You like it.
2: The the new one, yeah. I mean there's some stuff on there that like hasn't that like I've never seen before, stuff that had not even been released. Like you yeah, a great match at like the Maple Leaf Gardens with Kurt Henning. Uh there's even one uh one match where he had it's actually happened one time. The only time this ever happened, a singles match with the Dynamite Kid in the the, the old WWF. Um I mean, they wrestled together in singles and stampede days, but in the WWF, this was the only time they ever wrestled in singles. Um, some really good stuff. I mean, there was matches with, like, the Hart Foundation and the Islanders and the Twin Towers with the Keem and Big Boss Man. Um, you know, so there was definitely some good stuff on there, stuff that I've never seen before. And what's cool about it is that, like, Brett tells a story about, like, each match or each guy's or whatever, and, you know, that he's wrestling, and he... It's a really good DVD. For any Bret Hart fan, you know, or any wrestling fan, it's something that you should definitely pick up because uh, it was it was it's three discs. It was, you know, I and mean, I guess Bret chose the matches himself. So, um, you know, it's definitely worth watching.
6: Yeah, and the other DVD that I'm looking forward to is In Your House. The best In Your House DVD is coming out, and that's going to have Bret Hart versus Hakushi, which was a great match with Bret Hart. Bret Hart carried Hakushi. I mean, Hakushi wasn't the best wrestler, but there's going to be some good matches over there off of that DVD in your house and then I'm looking for the other I'm, I'm looking for the best of the war games I like when the, they put out stuff like that because it gives fan, it gives fans opportunity to watch stuff that they've never seen. Oh, by the way, one last note about the Red Hart DVD, I love the Andre the Giant match. Did you see that match him in Italy with Andre the Giant? That's crazy.
2: I, I did see that match, actually. Um, the the footage on it was so old and choppy. It was like, I yeah. guess they must have broadcast it, like, on Italian television.
6: Yeah, um, that's what like, it was, yeah. It,
2: it was very blurry. You could hardly make out what was on there, but... Um, that's there like was one cool.
6: of the matches that they had on from TV, yes, from Georgia Championship Wrestling. I mean, they couldn't have picked... I, and, and at the end of the TV, well, I don't want to give it away, but... Steve Bret Hart. Um, I was. Uh, yeah, I was cool. now. i just gonna say about Bret Hart and his tapes. I guess they could, you know, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that McMahon. I mean, McMahon had the rights to Georgia Championship Wrestling. He couldn't find. He couldn't find a better match. Um, it looked like one of those RF video productions. Um, with, when we came to the Bret Hart match uh, against uh McGraw. Oh, was
2: hold it, on, McGraw? Hold on a second. Did you just say that was from Georgia Championship Wrestling, Bret? And Andre?
6: No. Uh, oh okay, I
2: thought that's what you meant. Alright, never mind. Keep going on your uh, our... I was just
6: saying Andre the Giant no, Andre the Giant and no Andre the Giant versus Brett was in Italy. No, I'm saying you were talking about um how the the match in Italy was choppy and I said the same match that was the um, same went for the match that was in Georgia Championship wrestling I believe it was against I forget who was it, McGraw? I think it was McGraw or somebody. But, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I watched that.
6: And then somebody and then somebody, yeah, someone uh, I don't know if you caught the fans, one of the fans misspelled Bret Hart's name. You hear the fan spelling B E R I think it was B B R A T and then you heard a fan go, It's fret B R E T. It was it was kinda of funny.
2: Bret. Uh, oh.
6: Yeah, it was kinda of like yeah, <laughs> the fans like, mis- if you listen to that sometimes us wrestling us wrestling fans love to hear mistakes and that was a big mistake. But, yeah, WrestleMania season is coming up. Um, I'm excited for Triple H, Brock Lesnar. As everybody knows, I'm a big Triple H fan. I'm just hoping that this match gives me goosebumps like last year with The Undertaker and, and um, you know, and um, Triple H, Hell in a sell with Shawn Michaels, um, you know, as that match was the match of the year. And you know what? That match should have been the match of the year, like I always say. But I'm looking forward to that match. The least match I'm looking for is is, I don't understand it. Why would you put Dolph Ziggler and this guy, his tag team partner, Biggie Langston? What has Biggie Langston done to earn a tag team spot? And they're going to go for the tag team champions, Chip. I just don't think it's uh, the right move. I would have rather seen Jericho versus Dolph Ziggler.
4: Uh, thanks a lot for the call. We love you. All right.
6: Well, thank you guys for your support, and I'll uh, and i and I'll always continue to support you guys. And, Dave, you have a nice week. And happy Easter, guys.
4: Yeah, happy Easter to you. And uh, We got
6: the Easter Bunny. And I'm also, here's a part tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing my friend, Justin, because I want to hear Justin's thought about Edge. I love Justin.
4: Definitely calling in. Thanks a lot for the call, Mike. And we'll thank talk- you. All right, and there we have, I, I love he just brings, like, such enthusiasm, and he does bring up a good point, like, that uh, that one match, that tag match, uh, you know, but again, there's a lot of potential for it to be a good match, but, again, the setup has not been great for it. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and on the other side of the commercial break, we have the one and only Leva Bates on the line, we're going to talk a little bit with her right after this. The word is spreading. More and more people
0: are switching to Ambit Energy. Well, one of my neighbors switched and then I switched. Now the whole neighborhood has Ambit.
7: Who doesn't want to save money?
0: The word is spreading. Switching to Ambit Energy is rewarding in more ways than one. I signed up and got a travel award. That's nice.
5: Oh, I get to safe on energy and on travel?
0: There's a cruise for two out there just a few thousand kilowatts away. I can almost smell the sunscreen. The word is spreading. Ambit Energy even lets you earn free energy. When I get 15 friends to switch, I get free energy. I have 15 friends. At least I think I do.
7: Hey, I'd be telling people to switch to Ambit
0: anyway. If you'd like to switch to Ambit Energy, listen to the following contact information closely, then spread the word.
4: joinambit.com That's mainline.joinambit.com Ambit is available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Texas, and California, so be sure to check them out. And now, on the line, we have female wrestling sensation Leva Bates. Are you there?
8: Hi. Hi, Hi how- I'm here.
4: Thank you for giving us a little bit of... Uh, you're wrestling uh, coming up. You're wrestling with a promotion called uh, Indie Girls. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
8: I am. It's uh, ran out of New Jersey, uh, Bruton, New Jersey, and it's ran by Jason Koba. And it's actually a really, really cool place to work for. I worked for them uh, last fall for an Indie Girls show there, and I had a blast. So I'm pretty excited about coming back and doing it again.
4: Very cool. Now, you've wrestled, you've wrestled in Shimmer. With Shimmer, you, you've had a – I actually have to ask you, because I, I believe you wrestled uh, in TNA – well, at least you've been in the ring with uh, the Amazon, and you've also been in the ring with Awesome Kong. Uh, interesting, two of the, the larger female competitors that we've seen out there. What was it like uh, competing with those two?
8: Um, <laughs> it's pretty much a David and Goliath uh, type Thing going on there especially uh with isis she's uh, pretty much seven foot tall and then just kong is just so like not even just her size but just everything about her she's such a star so she's just so huge you know <laughs> so uh it was actually really really awesome to, to get both of those experiences and also just to show the world that i'm not just uh you know uh, not to steal someone else's line, but another pretty face. You know, I'm, I can get in there with the biggest person you can throw at me, and I, and I can survive, at least,
4: if not win. <laughs> well, you talk about surviving. Uh, so you were trained uh, by the Dudleys. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of what it was like training with them and what are some of the uh, lessons? I mean, you're saying you're not just a pretty face. I mean, what are some of the, the lessons that uh, the Dudleys gave you that have helped you in the business?
8: Very. Are it's actually really really cool because they're really they really are a tag team even when it comes to to training because Devon uh, he does a lot of more of the moves uh, he's great technical and Matt wrestler so he gets in there and works with you on that aspect of it and then Baba will help you with with promos as well as the psychology and putting together a match and telling stories Uh, they just both have such strong uh, fields in those so to have that is kind of a well-rounded education because you're going to get how to protect yourself how to do moves properly in the right way and you know crisp and clean and then you can also get characterization and storytelling and what makes sense what doesn't make sense and just to be just put together a better match and then on top of that they also have a personal trainer there who used to train the american gladiators back in the first run through of the american gladiators as well as uh, training boxers and used to be professional arm wrestlers so this man knows what he's talking about so (laughs) you pretty much get a really solid foundation while you're there
4: that's awesome um I'm curious like what what are your thoughts on on the current state of of female wrestling um you know there's a lot going on on the indie scene um you know the the WWE and, and their divas do fall under a lot of criticism that like you know it is almost like a group of pretty faces um you know they don't get a lot of the substantial storylines uh the knockouts in TNA seem to get a, a little more credibility uh, you know so there's a lot going on as far as females in the business Uh, what are your thoughts of the the state of female wrestling right now especially
8: on an independent scene uh, it's fantastic I think it's stronger now and it just keeps growing stronger as time goes on just because people really are starting to like give female wrestling a chance and especially with you know companies like Fenty, Shimmer, Shine, uh, WSU, really pushing the envelope and pushing the the pushing all the girls to the next level. It's not just about oh, uh, what are you wearing? What pretty you know? What color is your hair? It's actually like oh, shoot, these two girls just got in there and they tore it up. You know, it's, it's about telling stories again and about the just pushing ourselves to that next level of competition and sportsmanship. Um I think why the the other companies, the two big companies are getting a lot of flack is because now people are seeing that. People are seeing women being taken seriously on the indie scene, but they're not really given that chance and that shot to shine on TV, and that's where the criticism comes. It's like, oh, well, you know, I see, I watch Shimmer, and, like, these girls can, tell, you know, do a great match, but then you have, on TV, you have these girls doing two-minute matches, you know what I mean, where... You may have someone like Soraya and Melissa going in a cage and probably going for, like, 20 to 30 minutes, and then you have two girls on TV going for maybe three, if they're lucky. So so I think that's where they're getting the flack. It's not that these girls can't go. They're just not giving the opportunity to go because there's just so much they got to cram in to such a short amount of time. So, I mean, I, I really wish, I really wish that that the big companies would have a little bit more faith in women and their women and give us more women's wrestling, especially to a, since so many people watch those products, you know. Like, let these you know people see this, you know, because there is this market that a lot of these people don't ever get to see because they don't know about indie wrestling So let's give it to them. Let's give them women's wrestling, for real women's wrestling. But I don't know. I just maybe now is not the time for them. I don't know. I really don't know why. I I, I don't understand. But one day I keep trying to have optimism and hold out hope that maybe women will actually be seen on a more serious note as opposed to, again, another pretty face.
2: Well, Leva, um, you just mentioned You know, about women's wrestling and the state of it Your thoughts are and uh, Sarah Del Rey was uh, once With Shimmer and she was picked up uh, With uh, the WWE and she's known uh, You know, on the indie And women's scene for being one of the most Respected and talented women's wrestlers out there um, Amongst You and your colleagues, do you see, you know, with her signing, and from what I've heard, she's basically there in somewhat of a training role, and she might make some appearances on television. Do you see that as maybe the WWE or even TNA um, taking women's wrestling a little bit more seriously and maybe some of you guys getting a look at from, uh, you know, one of the two major companies?
8: One can only hope. Um, at least with Sarah, their, their training, the girls are going to get trained right, and they're really going to have someone they can go to and be like, "Hey, I, I want to get better. I want to learn. I want to do this." So, so the girls are coming up now, are going to really have a solid foundation. So that does give me a lot of hope. So hopefully, maybe if they do have such a solid foundation, that The company will back them more and give them more airtime and give them more match time and more, you know, not just oh hey, get on the arm of this this guy and be his girlfriend, you know. Like it's there's more to women than that. So I'm really hoping since Sarah's never really been like that, maybe she. I don't really know what she has, if she has any say or not in creativity, but I know at least the girls now have someone they can go to and ask questions and learn from and become better wrestlers just to have that resource and that knowledge and that talent there to work with so it does give me hope
4: interesting i i'm just curious you know why wrestling like what what drew you what did you have uh you know back in the day where there's some uh, like who influenced you what what got you into this business uh you know what what drew you to this this business as a whole
8: up watching wrestling uh, I was a tiny little child and I loved it I don't really know what drew me into it, it just maybe because it was characters and just the, the I don't know just everything about wrestling drew me in um, in the 80s and I just never really stopped loving it honestly um, I mean there was a, a tiny tiny period and purity when it was like oh I can't watch that <laughs> but then I totally got over that. I totally got over that <laughs> quickly. It was it was actually what got me back into it was the Monday Night Wars. Um, I, I went over a couple friends' house, and it was, you know, you're, you're young, you're talking to, you know, uh, your friends, you have a crush on this guy, and the guy's watching wrestling. You're like, oh, so this is cool. I can like this and be cool with liking this. And then... It was, like, this crazy, like, it was WCW, and it was this crazy, like, six or eight-man Lucha Libre flying all over place. places, blowing my mind match. Because last wrestling I saw was, like, you know, that didn't take away from it. It was, like, Hogan versus, like, you know, ma- uh, Macho Man or, like, Ultimate Warrior, where it was very, you know, not basic moves, but it was kind of. I didn't see all this high-flying, crazy mask, all this stuff. And I was, like, wow, this is insane. Never doing some crazy spots doing this match, and that's what really got me back into it. I'm like, this is really awesome. And then I started watching WCW, and then because of WCW, a couple of the other friends were like, oh no, we gotta watch Raw. So we flip back and forth, and then I just got completely sucked back into it. Thank you to the Attitude Era and Monday Night Wars. And then ever since then, my love's just you know got over the whole puberty thing, and I was back into it 100. percent And then. I didn't know I could really pursue it. I always wanted to be a performer. Even when I was tiny and a little tiny training, I used to have an audience. Like, I wouldn't go to the potty unless I had an audience when I was training, and they would have to clap for me when I was done. So <laughs> mom was like, oh, Jesus, We know she's going to be a performer. <laughs> Just hopefully not in something like this. Uh, so I, I knew I was always going to do some sort of performing, like in high school, I did theater and band. And college, I, I continued to pursue those avenues, and... Started doing stunt work and worked at a dude ranch, a children's theater, did everything at this dude ranch uh, entertainment-wise. And then I moved to Florida, and I got a job at Universal Studios, where at the time they were, they were filming p and A. I I was like, hey, I can come here and see wrestling for free. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. And then from there, I met a lot of people who were just starting out uh, training. Like, so, yeah, we're training at the school. Uh, you should come in and join us. i my like, what? The schools? The, the wrestling schools? Oh my God, that's awesome! How did I never find out about this until just now? So I went to a wrestling school, and before you know it, I started training and been doing it ever since. That's so all. I... <laughs> Sorry.
4: Well,
8: there
4: you go. Know, it's great. I mean, it's like from a. From, uh... You know, needing an audience, being potty trained, and, and I congratulate you. I think that's the first time we've actually had someone on the show talk about their experience potty training, but from there to, like, to like TNA and professional wrestling, that's a, it's a very unique story. That's, that's awesome that you've come from a, a background of, of wanting to perform, and, uh, you know, now you're doing wrestling. I am curious. This year, we're seeing um, Trish Stratus go into the WWE Hall of Fame. uh any thoughts on, on Trish and, and what she brought to the business and, and her finally getting uh, the accolades going into the hall?
8: I think it was awesome because she was one of, like, <laughs> an anomaly. You know, she came in as a, a model, and she worked her butt off. She wanted to be legit, and she wanted to be good. And so she worked her butt off, and she was good, and that's, that's what was so mind blowing. So I mean, not to take away from anyone I and mean, naming any specific people, but there, there's some people that tried and not there, you know. And she just was on fire, and she had such an insane and incredible run with WWE. It's, yes, it, I think it's totally deserving because she had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. She's been through thick and thin with that company, and I think it's totally deserving because she she worked. She worked for it and she I I I'm really happy to see that A, a woman is being inducted and B that someone who tries so hard and you know, that that hard work is paying off, you know. So yeah, I'm actually quite stoked about this.
4: Awesome. Before we let you go, I just I have to ask you one thing. We have a friend who calls the show often, uh current B W O heavyweight champion Tristan Law and I, I believe I'm not mistaken, you guys. Trained together at, with the Dudleys, a um, lot of bravado, very confident guy. I was curious if you can give us a little insight of what uh, Tristan Law was when he first started off.
8: Um well, just um. well. Listen,
2: it's okay if you really don't know who this guy is because not a whole lot of people really know who he is either. So. <laughs>
8: um, no, no, it's. Not that at all. I'm just trying to like think about some fun stuff. Um, <laughs> um. I mean, uh, he. I mean, we both just kind of get Went in. I would always. It sucks because a lot of times I would have to come in like slightly late due to work or whatever. Because uh, I work as a performer at Universal Studios, so as soon as my shows were done, I would come straight into class. So, uh, I mean, we always just well, everyone just kind of. Went in, got the work in. You know, did your stuff. Didn't really like. You know, it wasn't a lot of. You know, bad craziness. It was just people came in to work, and he was one of them. You know, you come in, do your job. You know, you learn, you take notes, and you you do what you do. You know, and so, um, I mean, I know I did that a lot. I would come in, especially if. Uh, Bubba needed someone help taking notes. <laughs> she like, here, here a girl, we have pretty handwriting so always come in, you know, get in there, roll around or, or do my match and then get my notes and then take notes for Bubba as well. So I was always kind of busy. I couldn't really see what a lot of other people were doing besides their matches. But, I mean, he would always work hard, uh, always, you know, try to, you know, Honestly, I never really saw flacking or anything. Always trying to do your best, you know, yeah. every one because you don't want to piss off Bubba. <laughs> I,
1: guess, so, I, that's I mean, good.
8: that's, that's true. You know, everyone comes in and is like, all right, whew, if Bubba doesn't like this, we do this. We're not going to do this in the match, so we're going to do this instead. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't
4: know. It's, uh, it's good, though. no bad it's, stories, it's,
8: all good stuff, honestly.
4: The Dudleys know what they're doing. They're turning out some... Uh, Talented individuals, before we let you go, why don't you just let us, uh, fans want to check you out. They want to see you. I uh, you know we, we mentioned the Indie Girls, but where else will you be wrestling in the uh, in the future?
8: Well, like you mentioned, uh, next weekend I will be in New Jersey. I'm going to be up there for WrestleCon. I'll be wrestling for Shimmer. And then I will be jetting straight over to Boot, New Jersey for Indie Girls. Check us out. Uh, both are on Twitter. Uh, you can get more information on those shows through them and new girls on Twitter, as well as shimmer women. Um, I'm also after that, the weekend after that, I'm back at shimmer for, uh, the DVD tapings in Bruin. And then the weekend after that is shine wrestling, uh, in Ebor, Florida. So no rest for me at all. It's pretty much bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, you can also, if you want any information on any of these shows or just say hi to me, I'm on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of me. It's Wrestling Leva on Twitter. Uh, I am also on Facebook. I have a fan page. It's called Leva Bates, parentheses, official SB page, in parentheses. <laughs> and I am also on Instagram. Uh, I use that a lot, too. Um, I'm also on Google+. Plus. I don't really use it that much. I know... Like, I'll use it for maybe a couple days, and I'll forget about it again. So, I mean, if you want to find me on there, feel free. Uh, Add me. (laughs) I I think that's it. I have a website. I haven't updated in a really long time because I need a webmaster because I just don't have the time to do that. But I do have a website. It's uh, www.mixform.levaBates.com, or maybe it's foot swap. You can find the link through my Twitter. Again, everything goes through Twitter. (laughs) That's the easiest and most uh, streamlined thing to do, so I do that the most.
4: Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us, and we'd love to have you on again. So uh, good luck with all these dates, and we'll talk to you soon.
8: All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
4: No problem. Thanks a lot. Take care. Well, good stuff from Leva Bates, giving us a uh, take on the the current state of female wrestling. Uh, definitely keeping busy out there. We're going to keep this going because we got Steve Off on the line. We're going to go right to it. Steve, are you there?
9: Ken, I'm here. How you doing?
4: Well, you know, we just heard we had Leva Bates on the line, and she's she's pretty busy coming up uh, this WrestleMania week and, and WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're coming on tonight. Obviously, you've got some stuff going on, too, too. Uh, this this coming weekend, week, and weekend, uh why don't you tell our fans like what you got going on this week?
9: Sure, more importantly than anything I got going on, the fact that she clearly did not remember Tristan Law <laughs> one bit was hysterical, and some I of told stuff you she was saying, right see, I told you <laughs> I mean some of the stuff she was saying about indie girls wrestling is like spot on totally agree with all that but more importantly than all that great info was not remembering Tristan Law and trying to cover for it and you know what, I, I hear that none of the women in Tristan Law's personal or professional life remember him at all. But <laughs> <besides the point. laughs> I mean the girl sounds uh, like she knows what she's talking about, but uh I love the uh, the cover there, that was great. But WrestleMania weekend's gonna be busy. Um I'm going to the show Sunday, gonna go check it out. Never seen one before. Would rather be in the ring obviously. Even if it was on the pre-show, I don't care. But, you know, it's not happening this year. So I'm going to go check it out. That Friday and Saturday, I'll be in New York with Ring of Honor. I'm not scheduled for a match, but, hey, you never know. I'll bring my gear just in case. Uh, Friday night, they're taping their pay-per-view, and then Saturday is TV. Who knows? Maybe somebody's going to get beat up by Rhino or something, and, you know, I'm there with my gear. You never know what could happen. Um, and then, of course, WrestleCon. WrestleCon, you can't forget. Sunday during the day. I believe my time is 11 to 12. I'll be at the BWO cable at WrestleCon. Come check it out. Uh, the former U.S. champion, Ray Ray Mars guy, I beat for the BWO U.S. title will be there, I believe, at 12. And I think Damian Darling will be there at some point, Preacher and Arlene. And, you know, before you go check out WrestleMania, you may as well stop down and check it out. I don't know who's supposed to be there on Sunday, but I know at some point Bret Hart and, you know, Paul Orendorf and all these other legends are supposed to be there, so I can't wait to just walk around that place. And check it all out.
4: Who's the, you know you're bringing up legends? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. curious as a guy who's in the business, you know, you're doing the indie thing, <laughs> break in. Who who do you mark out for?
9: Uh, currently or past or both?
4: Either both.
9: Um, like in the past, I was always big Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. You know, the guys who weren't you know they weren't tiny guys, but compared to the other guys, they were pretty small. You know. You know, big dudes, but small for wrestlers. You know, the guys like that, we always, you know, obviously Stone Cold and The Rock, just like everybody else, you know, Undertaker, guys that everybody liked, I also liked. But, you know, I was always a fan of Jericho and, and still am. I mean, I'm amazed that, you know, not that he's an old man, but, you know, at 42, he can, still, he can still go like he's in his 20s or 30s, and that is awesome. And I hope, you know, God willing, I live that long, <laughs> you know, when I get to that point that I can still work like I do now or, you I know, mean, hopefully a little better, but... You know, it's the move like a guy who's in his 20s or 30s, and I just find that amazing. You know, Triple H, too. Wow. He's a father of, like, what, three or four? You know, a husband. He works full-time in the office, and he's still in phenomenal shape. And, you know, I can't wait to see him get back in the ring. I'm sure he's still in ring shape, too. But, damn, you see the dude's workout photos? No homo. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but holy crap. If I could look half that good, they'd, they'd be calling me. I hope.
4: They definitely know.
9: Yeah, so those are guys that, you know, guys from, I guess you call it my era, like the, the Attitude Era when I was a kid, I really, you know, go nuts for And Dolph Ziggler and CM Punk and all the guys the Internet, you know, goes crazy over, they all deserve it, you know, guys like that. And Daniel Bryan's my favorite right now because he could do anything. You know, he could fly, he could brawl, he could do the technical thing, he's funny, he could be intense, you know, he's got, like, you know, he reminds me of Jericho. He's got the full spectrum, you know, he's not just great because of this. He's great because of this and that and this and that, you know?
4: But well, we were talking earlier, Now you brought up uh, Daniel Bryan. You, you mentioned Chris Jericho. We've been talking on the show uh, earlier uh, on going into WrestleMania. Um, potential show stealers. Uh, when you look at the card, what do you think could steal the show this year?
9: Well, first of all, I really wish they would have gone with Jericho and Ziggler on the show. Because, Thank you for know, wrestling Fandango, and I'm sure you guys already hit on that. I always listen to the replay of, you know, I was eating dinner before stuff in my face, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Jericho and Fandango is like, all right, it might be a good match, but WrestleMania quality, I mean, storyline-wise, and like where Fandango's at, no, I don't think so. And then Dolphine in the tag title match with Big E, I was like, really? And you get the Rhodes Scholars and some eight-man, or eight-person, I'm sorry, ladies, <laughs> eight-person intergender tag, which, you know, that's cool, but I, I don't know. I just would have done it differently. But I'm sure they do whatever they do for a reason. They're the best at what they do. I just, as a fan, you know, a fan of me is kind of looking at that saying,
1: what?
9: But I think, you know, obviously Undertaker CM Punk is going to depend on, you know, what kind of shape Undertaker's in. I mean, I'm sure that man on his worst day can outperform most of us on our best, whether it be, you know, Indie Guys or Ring of Honor, tna He's that damn good. You know, so I would pick that match. Um, And, of course, Miz and Wade Barrett, I think, is a really, you know, you'd look at it and say, oh, okay, but I think it's really going to be a really good match. I think that one's a potential, those both are potential show stealers, if you will. And whatever they got Cesaro doing on the pre-show, assuming he's going to defend the belt, because that guy is just like, aside from Daniel Bryan, he's my favorite guy to watch right now. And I wish they'd give him more TV time especially since he's their United States champion, but Antonio Cesaro is just phenomenal. I watched him when he was Claudio Castagnoli on uh, the Indies and the Ring of Honor, and dude can go. He's a big, cut, fast, talented dude. I mean, he's everything that they want, and he can talk, so, you know, I like what he's going to (laughs) do.
2: He he could
9: jodel, too, if you watch him on Friday, apparently. Yeah, that, um... Uh, you know, yodeling is not my thing, so I won't judge. But
2: I, <laughs> yeah, it's not mine, but you know, I just noticed it. So
9: it was interesting.
2: <laughs> Believe it or <laughs> not. <at
9: that. laughs>
4: so definitely, a you know, busy week, busy weekend for uh, indies. I'm curious, as you as as an indie performer, what what are your thoughts on what WrestleMania does to a city? Uh, you know good for the business, uh, you know, how it changed the city. Uh, just your thoughts as, as, you know, I mean, it seems like, you know, this is the first time we've gone to a few WrestleManias. This is the first time that I'm I'm watching the the area kind of explode. You know, I'm always coming into the town and, and hearing what's going on. Um, you know, What are your, as, as an, an indie performer in this area, what WrestleMania brings to the city?
9: Well, I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, like when Vince and when WWE are making money, we're all making money, not as much as them, unfortunately, not even close. But you know, when he's doing well and, and his company's doing well, everyone's doing well. I don't know why that is, but that always seems to be the trend in general. Um, I think it's a great thing for indie wrestling. I think it's a great thing for you know, the, the big company like Ring of Honor, and I think TNA has a show in the area too. You know, it's good for them to kind of—I don't want to say to piggyback off that, but to kind of like carry that wave of momentum and make their products better. I mean, uh, TNA has got. Like house show, so I'm not sure how much it's going to do for them, but for Ring of Honor to have a pay per view and a TV taping the two nights before WrestleMania, and well, the, the night and Saturdays during the day, so if people want to go to the Hall of Fame, they still can. But I think that's great. I think it's a phenomenal idea. I think Ring of Honor has been doing it for a few years now, where they go to the site of WrestleMania or close by, and they run their you know the pay per view or whatever. I, mean, I think it's a great thing for everybody to just jump on that wave and and you know ride it as long as they can. And WrestleMania just takes over. Like, I'm I'm looking on the Internet. I'm seeing this guy's appearing here. This guy's doing this. You know, they got this going on. This show's going on. These shows are all running at WrestleCon. It's like, wow, you know, how am I going to have time to – now i have to pick and choose what I do. <laughs> That's the only negative I see, that people kind of have to pick and choose what they're going to do. Because you have access going on, I believe, all day from Thursday to Sunday. WrestleCon, I think, is Friday to Sunday. You know, you got the Ring of Honor shows, you got the Tina House show. It's like, how do I pick what to do as a fan? You know, I mean, I know what i got to do because I'm already, you know, confirmed for all that stuff. But, like, as a fan, how do you pick what to do? That's the only negative out of it. But it's a great feeling. Like, I'm feeling the buzz already, and we're a week away. Like, the weekend has not even begun yet. WrestleMania weekend is still a couple days away, and you could already feel, like, the rumbling. You know what I'm saying?
4: No, I totally know what you're saying. I'm I'm psyched. I'm psyched to... Immerse myself in the world of professional wrestling next weekend. Um, yes. Before, you know, you, you really you gave us a few dates. Uh, mm-hmm. After next weekend, uh, before I let you go, where can uh, fans check you out?
9: I'm talking to a couple promoters about the 12th and the 13th. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, and nobody's really committed to having a spot on their show for me yet. So I'll leave that one hanging, unfortunately. But BWO will be back in action on April 20th. And I'll be defending the U.S. championship. And also that weekend, that morning of that show, I'll be trying out for Ring of Honor again at their seminar down in uh, Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. Had a brain fart for a minute there. But yeah, I'm doing the seminar in Bristol, driving back to Jersey, doing the BWO show. And then the next morning on the 21st, I go back to Bristol again for another uh, second day of the Ring of Honor seminar. And, you know, I'm hoping this is the one that will really put me over in their eyes and you know, I mean, I don't know. It's something about this one just feels good. Like, everyone, I feel better going into it and better and better. So hopefully something will come out of this one besides them saying, no, you're pretty good, work on this, this, and that, you know, which is, you know, worth the money in and of itself. But hopefully i will go somewhere. And then April 27th, I'm defending my EHW TV title against Junior Soba's EHW US title. So I could wind up with a fourth championship that weekend.
4: That's awesome. Well, best of luck, and, you know, we're just waiting to hear the news that that someone is wised up and signed you, so uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes again, and, uh, you know, no ho- we'll hook up at some point next week uh, during WrestleMania weekend, and we'll hang out.
9: Yeah, yeah you I'll better be at the party. I'm going to stop by. Just let me know where you're at. All, All right. right.
4: Thanks. All right, us- guys. See you soon. Take care. And Steve Wolf giving us a little insight on the, the indie scene. We we're running at the speed of light right here. Leva Bates gives us like a great perspective on uh female wrestling and 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 what's going on with with uh, the ladies and what she'd like to see the business do. And, and then we have Steve Al, you know, on the the indie scene, giving us uh, you know his take on WrestleMania weekend and where he's gonna be and ROH and all that great stuff. And it's been quite a show. We, we have a lot of guests lined up. And now, on the line, we have the NWA National Heavyweight Champion, Damian Wayne's going to spend a few minutes with us. Damian, are you there? I'm here, buddy. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. Just heading home.
4: Uh, you know, and we had Rob Conway on the show uh, this past week, and I asked him a similar question. So, I I'm going to ask you the the same question. Um you 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 are the NWA National Heavyweight Champion. This is a title Paul Orndorff, Tully Blanchard, Buzz Sawyer, uh, Larry Zbyszko. Uh, great historic lineage. Your name now etched in that lineage. How does it feel to be part of that kind of history in this business?
3: It's it's amazing to tell you the guys honest truth. Uh, I was uh, hit pretty hard with some pretty good news when I I won the belt. A real good friend of mine in the business told me he did some research, and um, as some people may know, I'm a former NWA North American Heavyweight Champion, and now being the national champion, I am the sixth guy in history to lay claim to have held both belts. So. That right there just, you know, really blew my mind. And uh, the names that are in that group, uh, I can't particularly name them straight off the top of my head right now, but uh, it, it blew me away. So it, it is definitely an honor and you know, a, you know, a privilege to say that I did that. And, um, like I could just say, it blew me away. I still pinch myself all the time, just, you know, a, a dream come true.
4: Well, when you, when you look at this lineage, one of the former holders of, of this championship was Tully Blanchard, and uh, he was one of the individuals that you trained with. Uh, give us a little insight of what it was like to uh, train with and work with Tully Blanchard.
3: Oh, wow. It was it was amazing. Um, anybody who knows me will know that I'm a major, major Tully Blanchard mark, and I consider him probably the best in the business and to be able to spend four months with him and learn and, and boy, did I learn, uh, it, it was awesome. And, you know, and not only did I learn by our, the, the training sessions I had with him, um, to add more to the story, it was for, uh, great prices, NWA new beginnings in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And great price is the one who puts on the, uh, legend stuff down there. But, uh, Tully was our booker for the few shows that we actually got to have. So I made sure that I was, you know, over his shoulder everywhere he went in the back because every time the guys come back through the curtains after their match, he pulled them to the side and, you know, critique what they did. So, you know, I made sure my ear was right there. So I learned so, so much, you know, from the the training with him and just, you know, listening to him talk to the other guys. It, it was amazing.
4: Gary, could you give us something is there one lesson or or one specific thing that, that Blanchard gave you that, that you that really stuck with you coming out of the training? Um,
3: I would say uh um I guess, you know, you're your typical match that most people would know is you have your, your, your baby face shine at the beginning, and then you have your typical heel heat, and then you have the big baby come back into the finish. And he pretty much laid it down. If you ever go watch him versus Ricky Morton, and you would notice that he took him on a roller coaster ride, that there was never no long heel heat on the baby. It was... Maybe two minutes of heat. Let the baby get a shine. Cut him off. Two more minutes of heat. Let the baby get a shine. Cut him back off. He took him on a roller coaster ride. And that really stuck in my head, and that's you know what I try to do in my matches now. That you know I don't want to go in there. and If I'm a heel, I don't want to kill the baby face, and and you know not make him be the baby. You, know, you got He said you got to give the crowd something to cheer for, and you know you don't want to overdo it and, you know, you keep letting them get the pop, letting them get the pop. So that stuck in my head very much right there.
4: Interesting. What was I know? I mean, obviously you're saying that Blanchard was a big influence and you marked out a bit for him. What are some other your other influences uh, growing up?
3: Um, Well, I, I can tell you right now what I've always said. My five greatest or who I consider the greatest wrestlers in the business is Tony Blanchard, Barry Windham, Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts and Manny Fernandez, those five guys I look at in all different ways. You know, you, to me, Tully Blanchard was probably the greatest heel ever. Um, Barry Windham, just overall worker. I mean, work rate. There's not many that can match his ability in the ring, especially for his size. Rude, just his arrogance and. One thing I can say about Ruse is anybody that can go in the ring with the Ultimate Warrior and make the Ultimate Warrior look like a million bucks is money in my you know my bank. And Jake Roberts, just total psychology and promo wise, and Manny Fernandez again is just overall work rate and and you know ability in the ring. So those are my five major influences and who I try to. You know, I don't like copying people, but those are the five guys that I try to, you know, make my, my character, you know, my stuff in the ring around.
4: Do you you watch wrestling that's on TV nowadays?
3: I do. It's kind of hard, um, but I do, uh, you know, I, I watch it almost, I played baseball for 23 years growing up, and I watch wrestling now the way I watch baseball. I I study it. As as I watch baseball, I study what the pitcher's doing. I study what the batter's doing. So that's what I do with wrestling now. If I'm watching Raw, you know, I, I watch the match. I might change it during promos and all that. But if I'm watching the match, I'm studying what these guys are doing and seeing if there's things that I can pick up on you know what you know somebody is doing that i may be able to incorporate you know not again not copy copy anybody i might see something and try to tweak it to make it my thing but that's what i do i watch it to study it now and i I don't watch it as a fan or i don't watch it just to to casually watch it It, it, it's study it's study time for me
4: is there anyone on tv right now that, that you particularly like to study
3: um, Randy Orton and Dolph Ziggler, WWE-wise. Ziggler, I think, is just the ultimate bump machine, the ultimate seller. And Orton, I just um, – recently he's be kind of become, you know, the typical WWE guy where he does the same, same stick in every match. But there for a while, or a few years ago, Everything he did was different, and the way he sold things was very, very different than your typical sell. But uh, WWE-wise, those are the two guys. And I would say uh, TNA, um, I love watching uh, Austin Aries. Uh, I can watch him all night.
4: Interesting, like all definitely uh, very talented individuals. I'm I'm curious, you name those guys, uh, and you've uh... – You've brought up a lot I been mean, talking with Tully Blanchard and, and you mentioned in your your top 5 you, you mentioned Jake Roberts who is a you know tremendous at you know in-ring and out-ring psychology um you know I'm curious that it seems you know in, in talking to you that that in-ring psychology is something that you really bring to your character and and your matches do you think that that's something lacking uh on TV nowadays, that, that true like in-ring psychology, do you like what you see out of the, the psychology of matches? Just your thoughts on, on the psychology of things.
6: Um,
3: yeah, I think it's it's a very lost art nowadays, especially on the indie scene. Um, th- there's not much psychology out there when it comes to the indie scene. Um, there's a few guys that get it. And, you know, you always hear us wrestlers say, you know, who gets it and who don't get it. You can't really explain what it is. It's just something that will hit you like a ton of bricks when you get it. And, uh, on you know, on TV, especially WWIs, um, I know, you know, they, their road agents are pretty much the old school guys, and I'm sure they, you know, they instill psychology into these new new kids, you know, getting on TV. So you know they pretty much have good psychology at moments and at times, but um, you know on the indie scene to me it's, it's it's a very lost art. It's not out there that much anymore, and um, just you know I kind of recently had to get on a guy at a show that you know he did a power driver to a hundred and fifty pounds. Kid and the kid kicked out like he was Superman, and then was up two seconds later doing, doing you know more moves, and you know it was just like you know you got to learn your you know your psychology, you got to you know you're not you can't do things like that and make it believable, and you know we want to make our sport believable.
4: Right, that's that's also awesome. that I mean it's yeah I mean, I agree with you. Sometimes you just look at things and, and it does seem like it's a it's a lost art um switching gears a bit to the nwa and and you being a big part of the nwa uh you know as of late the, the nwa is definitely in a state of flux uh different power structure right now um you being at uh, you know on the top of the food chain so to speak uh what are your thoughts on on the direction the the company is going or are you looking forward to the direction uh you know, you up there with the uh, national championship, Conway with the world heavyweight championship. Uh, what are your thoughts on the future of the NWA and, and actually the, the present? Um,
3: I, I'm i definitely giving it time. Um, You know, I'm not one of these that's going to jump all over them because, you know, things ain't going to happen overnight. You, you know, I don't even think it's been a full year that Sarp and company has been in control and, you know, they got a vision, I'm pretty sure um excuse me they got you know they got a vision and it's gonna take time to rebuild and you know you read stuff and you hear people you know complain this and complain that and and no matter who you are where you are, you're never gonna make everybody happy, so you know I'm happy with the direction. I'm enjoying my time. I still give my heart and soul to those three letters and my, my blood and sweat and tears for it. And, you know, that's what I grew up on as the MWA. So it's it's an honor for me to be a part of it. It's an honor for me to be up in the top echelon of them. And, yeah, you know, I'm along for the ride. So, you know, I'm happy with where they're going. I'm happy with what they've told me. And, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can do to help them and, you know, help bring back the NWA. You know, we might not never get back to what it was back in the good old days, but I'm going to do whatever I can, you know, to get it at least close and, and try to give the fans good wrestling. So I'm happy with it. I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the ride, and, you know, I think there's going to be
4: good things to come. That's awesome, you know, and it's great to hear, you know, I was saying like I mean it it sounds like you'd basically bleed NWA and and uh as a fan it's great to hear, you know, wrestlers talking about wanting to, you know, bring the prominence back to those three letters. Uh personally for yourself, uh what are your future goals in the NWA?
6: Well of course the uh
3: World Heavyweight Champion. We all we all wanna be the world champion and to me you to, to be the NWA world champion would, you know, be the ultimate honor. Again, like I said, that's, you know, some people might not know. I'm, I'm 41 years old. I grew up on the Crockett promotion here. Uh, you know, I got it twice a week, you know, once at Hampton College fan, once at Milford's go. You know, I saw that, and that's what I grew up on. So that's that's where I want to be. I want to be the world champion. And uh, a little history again that my buddy told me, you know, like I said about being North American national champion. If I do become, which i plan on becoming, the NBA world champion, I will be the second man in history to say he held all three of those belts. So, you know, that's that's my goal. You know, you know if, if, if it's not your goal to be the
4: world champion, then what are you in the business for? That's awesome. Good luck to you. Before we let you go, actually, I, I gotta ask this, so and we talked a bit on Facebook. Hey, how you? how many snakes do you own and 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 why why snakes right
3: now I have two um I had probably five at one time and it got kind of expensive on feeding and and space uh space in the house but uh right now I got two i got uh, a six foot red tail boa his name is dane, and I got a three foot baby burmese python her name is stormy um both of them will, at full grown will will get well over thirteen feet each. So uh, that's why I got rid of the other ones because these two, especially Dane, he's getting. I'm getting ready to have to build him a whole new cage because he's growing out of his aquarium. But I've always loved snakes. I've been, you know, fascinated with them. I always, you know, I had a few growing up and and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's not saying I'm different or. Crazy or anything like that. It's just I've always liked them and, um, you know, I, I enjoy their company. And I, you know, if, uh, it's like I told my wife, if I could have the room and, and have a ton of them, I probably would. But right now, these two, you know, they're my babies. And, uh, you know, I, I got two dogs and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I love my steaks to death. So it's just, you know, something I grew up doing and wanting. And, and I got them and, and they're a lot of fun to have. And, like, you said your your wife or your girl wouldn't let you wouldn't dare let you have them. You know, mine was the same way. I couldn't uh, dare sit on the same end of the couch or the other end of the couch with her and, and have the snake out. She'd freak out. But now now she loves them. She'll hold them and uh, she enjoys them too. So it it, it they're,
4: they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Great stuff. So uh, where can fans they want to catch you? Uh... Damian Wayne in the future, in the ring, uh, where where can we check you out? Well, I know
3: April is definitely going to be a very busy month. Uh, this Friday night, um, I'll be in uh, Tennessee for NWA Saul, and I know I'm uh, defending the belt against uh, Dell Walker, a guy I got history with. Uh, there's a few matches of me and him on YouTube, and uh, then – Saturday night, I'm at NWA Top Rope, which is also in Tennessee, and, and as far as I know, it's another match versus Wardell, uh, April 13th, uh, I'll be back here in my hometown for, uh, NWA Fusion, and I'll be taking on, uh, Brian Logan, a, a veteran of the sport, who's making a, uh, comeback, and so I'm looking forward to that match, and uh, you know, I'm always looking forward to learning, and I know I'm going to learn something from him in the ring, and then, uh, April 19th in Sherman, Texas for NWA Texoma. I'll be defending the belt against Mike Fox. And, of course, this is uh, if I keep the belt, you know, I don't lose it. But then April 20th is the big NWA Houston Parade of Champions show where I'll be defending the belt against former NWA North American champion Houston Carson. And then the end of the month, at April 26th, it'll be NWA Smoky Mountain back in Tennessee, and I'll be part of the uh, Smoky Mountain uh, – tournament and right now as far as I know the first final match will be against former five-time NWA world champion Adam Pearce So uh I got a busy April ahead of me
4: awesome well thanks for spending a few minutes with us uh, great time hope to have you back on the show real soon uh, and good luck with all this
3: I uh, appreciate it buddy I appreciate you having me on I appreciate everything y'all do for our business and putting over to the, the sport and putting us over us wrestlers and uh it's my
4: pleasure anytime you want me i'll be you know happy to be on we'll definitely get you back on thanks a lot thanks buddy and there you have it damian wayne wow you know there's some guys you interview and it's like the intensity just kind of bleeds through the phone uh intense guy but uh it's great to you know you talk about the future of the nwa and you you want to see where it's going um You know, when you talk to we talked to Rob Conway, now talking to Damian Wayne, I start to feel a little confident, a little good. Maybe these these three letters can still be something special because I think all wrestling fans would love to see the NWA uh, be led back to prominence. So uh, thank you again, Damian Wayne, for spending a few minutes. We got some of you guys on hold. Thank you so much for holding on. Uh, We're gonna do because it was pushed because we are running so far behind today. We're going to take our news break right now. So without further ado, here's Dave with our 50-50 news update.
2: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the day Five Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Now, normally, I'm at the top of the hour. I split, the, you know, in between the 6 and 7. But, you know, we have some guests on today, so push it back a little bit. I can take one for the team. Top story this week. Former WWE and Ring of Honor star Charlie Haas apparently announced his retirement from professional wrestling last evening before his match with Jeff Lewis Neal at a Ring of Honor show in Asheville, North Carolina. According to ProWrestling.net, Haas cut a long, strange, rambling promo about his history in the business, then wrestled his scheduled bout, and after the match, would not leave the ring afterwards. Ring of Honor officials waved him off to exit the ring, while Haas, who was without a microphone, yelled his promo retirement speech, whatever you want to call it, to the crowd. Haas called out Ring of Honor's head booker and current talent, Delirious, and announcer Kevin Kelly calling him, and I quote, a fat piece of shit. Hoffs was seen as visibly shaken and crying during the match, as well as the post-match ramble. Hoffs then went to to Twitter to confirm the retirement. Either this is the beginning stages of a storyline or reality playing out in front of our very own eyes. According to the Wrestling Observer, TNA's cost, the tape impact on the road reaches approximately six hundred to $700,000. That adds up to $17 million if TNA runs a little over 25 tapings a year. While TNA is saving money taping impact twice in each city, in the long run it has become more expensive to take impact on the road. Figure4WrestlingOnline.com has reported that allegedly WWE officials are getting ready to call up at least two stars from NXT after WrestleMania 29. Regarding the usual round of releases around WrestleMania time, there hasn't been much talk about anyone getting cut from the roster this year. Extreme Rising announced this week cancellation of all WrestleMania 29 weekend events. But the more interesting news coming from that camp is the Beast that they now apparently have with their champion, Stevie Richards. Officials are demanding Richards hand over the championship after a a remark Richards made on Twitter with former ECW alumni Danny Doring. Richards posted a photo on Twitter of the championship and the latest Madden video game, saying he would defend the title online due to losing WrestleMania weekend bookings with Extreme Rising canceling their events. Officials then emailed Richards and demanded he return the title by the end of the week. Richards went on record saying it was a joke and it was harmless and he meant nothing by it. And our final story this week, our producer, our very own producer, Michelle, you're welcome, by the way, reports that in East Rutherford, New Jersey, next Sunday, the site of WrestleMania 29, the weather calls for high. In the 50s, probably 54, clear skies, and a 10% chance of rain in the evening. So for any of you that are coming to the tri-state area that want to see WrestleMania, who have tickets to go to WrestleMania, I'd pack a, probably a, a, a coat and a sweatshirt because it's going to be a little bit chilly. And I would, I would venture to guess that maybe the WWE will be selling WrestleMania rain ponchos for anybody out there if it decides to rain. Folks, you heard of them earlier. Steve Off, one of the stars of The Gun Show, along with Bob Arian and El Rotundo Genioso. Check him out. Season 9 of The Gun Show, YouTube slash The Gun Show. And we heard from the NWA national heavyweight champion, Damian Wayne. You could check him out, as well as Ken Reedy, on Friday nights, MeTV, NWA on fire at 11 p.m. And, of course, Tuesday nights, our new home, our second home, our vacation home. Ironbound Radio 1640 AM. You can check it out ir1640amradio.com. Tuesday night six to now seven thirty PM. And there you have it. That was the day five news report. I need a glass of water because my throat's dry and I'm out of breath. Ken, take it away.
4: All right, it's good. You can go go get a glass of water because actually on the line right now wanting wanting to rebuttal. Uh... Cleveland, possibly not remembering. We have BWO champion Tristan Law on the line. Thanks for holding on, Champ. How you doing?
0: Very good, Ken. How are you? You know, first off, my mother always said if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. But what the heck did she know? My first thing is like, well, here's my first thing. Do you, when, when it comes to Damien Wayne, do you think he's related to the to the famous comedic family group known as the Wayne's Brothers? Let me hear what you have to say.
4: <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think so But I was wondering if he, you know And I, I didn't get a chance to ask But I, I was actually curious if he was a comic book guy Because the current Robin uh, Is actually named Damian Wayne And uh, there are plans to kill him off But uh, you see
0: the, I think the entire Wayne's Brothers family The Wayne's family They they should definitely, su- you know, submit lawsuits for, for gimmick infringement Because, you know these people are, are, are piggybacking off the name of the Waynes brothers, like Marlon, you know, Sean, you know, like like Damian. Like, come on, man! Like, come on. Uh,
4: <laughs> so, what do you got for us tonight? Like, I, I, we're talking WrestleMania. We're talking WrestleMania weekend. Uh, what's your week look like? My week, my week. You'll, you'll get to definitely see me,
0: see me, see me at, at WrestleCon next next Saturday. Uh, my time is at 4 p.m. um you know that's pretty much it. I mean I heard at you that you're having a uh, a tailgate party, you know, at uh at the at the par- in the parking lot next next uh WrestleMania. Is that
4: true? It is We're going to we don't know exactly where we're going to be in the parking lot, but we're going to uh pick a spot and then post it on Facebook and uh hopefully we have a nice-sized gathering. Uh will you be joining us, champ?
0: I mean, you know, I know people like Steve Off will be there. You know, I mean, Dave might be there. You know, hopefully he kills himself within the week. You know, Leva Bates might show up. Hopefully she may remember who I am at that point. But, you know. I think uh, she will
2: remember, but keep going. You
0: know, you know, I, I, think, I, I think I might show up. But, I, you know what, I think I will show up. And I will be on my best behavior. So you won't have to worry about me putting hands on Dave or anybody else. But if you guys feel froggy, hey, you know, weep. But, you know. Another thing I want to talk about is like, you know, I think the show ran so long because you have guys like Tony and like Mike. Like, those guys need their own show. Like, boy, can they talk. Like, 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 definitely when it comes to Mike, Mike should mind his own business and, and stay hold out on. The hold on, business.
2: hold on, hold on, okay? Whoa, Tony's a
0: fucking shut up, this show, right? okay?
2: Tony deserves to talk. as much time as right? anybody else on whoa, the phone. You Not you, what? okay? You know Mr. What? BWO Mr. World Champion.
0: The BWO doesn't even leave the state
2: of New Jersey.
0: Please, give me a break. No respect. You know, you make me feel like I have to I don't have to you when I see you. am a you know asshole, that's why. You know what? You yeah. know, what? I might be an asshole, but the reason, why that, the reason why my good friend Ken has to burn up so much time with the low lives of people like you and, 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 and Mike and Tony is because everybody saw the photos of you in the Easter Bunny costume with the ass cheeks cut out on Facebook. What do you have to say
2: about that? First of all, if you even think about me in a costume like that, then that shows what kind of man you really are, okay? So,
0: hey, that, <laughs> please. That shows, that shows, I'm curious. I should have never clicked that link. It says, don't click here. I clicked it. There goes Dave. You, okay, on Facebook, yeah, in a so, so funny fun. costume with the ass you, cheeks cut out. Oh, Remember, right uh, now, this is about you,
2: it's my about God. you.
0: Oh, no, no you, know, you, know,
2: you, you dig on our blogger that's guess what you're gonna get an, you're gonna get an earful from me pal all right? That kid works his ass off working for this show you ain't fucking nobody. you come on this show and you disrespect me and you disrespect <laughs> ten and you disrespect everybody that listens to this goddamn show you ain't nothing but a fucking piece of shit in my opinion, all right? go kill you know yourself
0: pal. I may be I may be a piece of shit, but I don't know a fuck about any of y'all. You know why? Because I'm the I'll law. See it, you I'll no be, be at it, the barbecue. Like I'll be at the tailgate, like okay? Not, I'll be at the tailgate. Because I'm the law.
2: I'm done here. I'm done talking to you. I'll see you at the tailgate. You won't do anything, okay?
0: Emotional. Go put some badges on yourself, you little pussy. Get out of yeah, here. Good
4: luck with push ups. Tristan, why don't you guys? When when can we see you next before we let you go?
0: Wow. I can really can't believe that he decided to come out of his neck like that and talk to the champ like that. Like, does he know who I am? I want to keep at
2: the barbecue at so the, the tailgate, all right? He
0: remember who I am, but everybody else knows who I am. But if you want to see me next weekend at, at Repsicon at 4 p.m., uh, ECPW, Bronx, New York, uh, April 12th, ECPW, <laughs> Weldon, 413, uh, BWO, uh, Nutley, New Jersey, 420. Of course, you can see the champ there. Yeah, I'm also working on negotiations with uh, Real Pro Wrestling Federation. They're in Slobsburg, PA. Um, I should actually be there on June 1st. Check out my website, TristanLaw.com. Follow me on Twitter at TristanLaw, Facebook.com/slash TristanLaw fan page.
4: Sounds good. A little heated, but thanks for giving us a few champ. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you out there at the tailgate. Talk to you soon. Uh, you,
0: you're welcome. I'll see you there. Uh, Dave, clear yourself, and uh, yeah, that's it. All
4: right. Take care. Let's keep moving on. I'm going to stick with the phone, so I want to get some as many people in as possible. People have been patient. Dank, are you there?
10: I'm here. How are you guys doing?
4: All right. What do you got for us, Dank?
10: Oh, my God.
7: Every time he's on, I just can't stop laughing. He's like, I've never met somebody as full of himself as this dude. I wish I was I wish I wish was going up to WrestleMania just
2: because I, I got to meet this guy because... Wow. you ain't missing much. You ain't missing much with this Come guy, on, okay? No. It's just like He's just one of those he doesn't, I, first oh, all, he doesn't uh, shower, so you don't want to really be too close to him because he kind of smells. But go on, look. This it's your time now uh, on the show, so please.
7: Uh, well, Happy Easter! I hope you guys had a good Easter to start off with, and uh, uh, everything went well. So cut and try and short. Obviously, we know one of the greatest matches of WrestleMania was, had to be onto the Giant versus um, Hulk Hogan. But if you were to put together one or two matches that you know will go down in history as one of the greatest matches, whether it's modern era or whatever you want to pick, but you have the ability to go down in history as one putting up one of the top five matches of WrestleMania main event what would you do? Who would you involve? Stipulations, belts, whatever. How about it, guys?
4: Wait, so I'm not following totally. oh, the question I'm want, saying if, yeah. if
7: you had the chance to put together a couple matches, which to you would probably go down in history as some of the top matches at WrestleMania ever. It doesn't matter if they're still alive, it doesn't matter if they've passed away, but you can put up the stipulations you want. You can put up whatever belt you want. You're making the match. You're making the WrestleMania um main event. What would you put?
4: So we're we're booked. we're pick, we can pick any two stars ever and, and put them in a ring together and, and create our WrestleMania? Stars.
7: Do a triple threat match. You can do a Hell in a Cell. You can do an Elimination Chamber. Have
4: at it and have fun with it. All right, you yeah, know well, we'll talk about. it. Thanks a lot for the call, Dank, and all. We'll, that. Uh, well, you you have any ideas on that? I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, you, no. It's, I mean, there's a for your to do dream matches. I mean, you know, one one match I've always wanted to see that I, that unfortunately you know time kind of you know took that away and you know. But Shawn Michaels of The Rock, uh, I think, would would have been a pretty awesome match. Um, Bret Hart and Kurt Angle, um, and, of course, uh, a match that everyone wanted to see. In fact, it almost happened at WrestleMania 18, but Hulk Hogan and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, two, two of the biggest names in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's probably Undertaker and Andre the Giant. That would have been a pretty cool match, you know, considering Undertaker with his streak and how Big of a name, Andre the Giant was. So I mean, there's a lot of matches you could, you know. There, there, there's quite a few. I mean, there was rumors of doing John Cena and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 25, um, but Hogan had back surgery, so he couldn't he couldn't commit to it. I mean, there's there's there, I got a lot going up in this brain over here thinking about dream matches for wrestling. So I mean, that's just for me. I don't know about you, Ken, but.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a tough question. It's, it's almost like a question I'd have to, like, take, and, and, I mean, I could I could write a blog on this question as opposed to uh, just trying to figure something out, like, right now. Uh, maybe I will write a blog, but... Uh, maybe, maybe we can take it to Facebook. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, dang, why don't you uh, ask your question, like, put it on the, the show thread that's going on right now, and, uh, you know, what we'll do, we'll uh, just... We'll 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 post it and we'll we'll see what people think. We'll have like a reaction and then uh we'll think about it during the week. Maybe something on uh next week's show or maybe even uh, you know after WrestleMania we talk about three matches. But let's stick with the phones. We want to get uh, as many people in as we possibly can. Uh we have Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there?
10: Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? Happy Easter to yeah. you. Sweet. Happy um, Easter. I'll tell you that uh I think we're Tristan Law. He needs to you know, take a couple of chill pills there. But uh yeah um WrestleMania coming up next Sunday guys and uh I was talking to a friend of mine about it today and he's like wow there's 10 matches for WrestleMania next Sunday and I told him I said yeah and really only four of them to speak of I said it's um you know it, it's it's going I think it's going to be a a decent card um I really don't know what they're you know what they're doing with this uh mixed Nick's tag team, I think they got with the Bellas. I think it's the Bellas and uh, Sandow and Cody Rhodes against uh, the Funkadactyls and Naomi and her other partner. I guess they're having that match. But um, getting off the subject of that for a minute, the big conversation that I've been having online and on the Top Rope Report for the last uh, couple of days has been this situation with Hogan and Sting on TNA. And a lot of people I talk to tell me that they think Hogan might join Aces and Eights. Any, uh, you guys have any opinions on that?
4: I haven't heard that. I hope not. I I think you nobody, know. I mean,
10: nobody, no, no website has reported that. It's just that it was just talk amongst me and you know some of the wrestling fans and everything. But I don't know. I don't see it happening either. Sorry to interrupt you, Ken.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it it could happen and and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they they decide to do that. It's just, you know, it's when Hogan turned for the NWO, it was it was something incredibly special because there was there was not one baby face on the planet that was more popular than Hulk Hogan and for him to turn, it was a big deal. Um, you know, they they tried to kind of recreate that magic with Immortal that uh you know, I thought I'm not as critical as most. I think some things worked in Immortal, some things didn't work. Um, you know, it just seemed like when they did Immortal, they I don't know what direction they were going in. Um, you know, now for Hogan to turn again, it, it now it's just like I don't know. And I love Hogan. I mean, I you know, he's the guy that I'll mark out too. Uh you know, I, I think once he finally saw the light and uh at Bound for Glory and uh you know, saved Sting I like the contentious nature between him and Sting, and I think that's cool, and I think it makes for dramatic TV right now, uh, you know, two of the more popular faces kind of being at odds with each other. I Like, personally for me, I, I think Hogan's turning and shocking everybody that he's a heel now, uh, those days are, are over. I, I just would rather him just continue being the GM if they want to tweak it, and sometimes he's a little edgier, maybe a little more heel-ish, uh, you know that's okay. But I, I, I don't know. I, I would not want to see Hogan uh, join Aces and Eights. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'm
2: not. I'm not really keen on it either. I mean, it's you know, there's already enough comparisons to the Aces and Eights and the NWO storyline um, that you know it's just gonna. It, I, I just don't see it. You know. It, I, I don't want to see it. Bottom line. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care to see it. I don't care to see I mean, I love Hulk Hogan. Don't get me wrong. He's the reason why I, I grew up watching wrestling and why I still watch it to this day. You know, he was the the biggest influence on me as a child. But I mean his time has come like I don't think honestly he should be as big of a focal point in this storyline either. I mean this is more this is more about Aces and 8s an Ace versus Hulk Hogan instead of Aces and 8s an Ace versus, you know, some of the guys on the TNA roster. I think they should kind of push the Hogan thing back a little bit and, you know, let him be the authority figure that he is. But don't make it a main focal point, in my opinion, because it kind of takes away from the guys who are fighting for the company, guys like the Jeff Hardys and the Kurt Angles and the Samoa Joes and, you know, James Storm. I mean, like I said, I love Hogan. I think they need to take a step back with that a little bit and refocus what the what the intents, the true intentions are with the Aces and Eights and, and with other members of the roster, too, and give them a crack at it. Yeah, that's
10: uh, that sounds... Uh... Sounds right too. I mean, I think that I thought that if anybody out of those two would maybe join Aces and Eights, with the way I've been seeing it, guys, I was thinking maybe Sting, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. But guys, I went out and saw a good, BT, a good BTW show last night out here in Altoona. They had kind of they had a six-man tag team match, kind of like a ECW reunion on one team last night. They had Tommy Dreamer, Axel Rotten, and Shane Douglas on the same team. Wow, that was actually pretty. That was actually a pretty good match. They also had Kevin Nash with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So it was actually a pretty good show. They did a nice, uh, a nice ten bell tribute to Reed to read Flair, which was, uh, you know, very upsetting. A lot of a lot of upset people were there, and uh, you know, but they said that in the next four months, Ric Flair is going to come back here to Altoona for BTW, and you know, kind of looking forward to it. It was a good show. If you guys ever get a chance to. B T W out in your area, definitely uh go watch it because they do have some uh great stars. You know, not not as great a stars as the Ken Reedy show, but <laughs> it'll uh always it'll, it'll work. What's
4: that? It's always putting us over. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean we love uh supporting and giving the shout outs uh, to Good Indie promotion. Sounds like it was a good show, so uh, BTW. Yeah. And um
10: one thing one more thing for Dave. Uh Dave I got the uh the speakers and everything up and running pretty good on my top rope chat. One day next week, I'd like to get you back on the line and uh, discuss this Tristan Wall issue, if you don't mind. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, you know, I, I've beaten that horse to death. Like I said, you know, to you in that interview, and unfortunately it didn't really make, you know, air. And I've said on here, you know, I've got no control over it. That's up to him and, and all them other people over there, you know, I'm just speaking my mind and, you know, I'll back off for now, but, you know, if you want to talk about it, yeah, I guess we could talk about it. But I'm just exhausted. Until he does something about it, like, seriously, like, in all seriousness, like, I really don't have anything else to say. But, you know, if, if people from the top rope want to hear it and get a little history on it, I'll, I'll be I'll be glad to help you out. So, you know, just right. you, you, you let me know when and, you know, and then uh, I'll make sure I'm there.
10: All right. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate that. Guys, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday night.
4: Take it easy. Thanks for giving us a All, time. Right. All right. All right. And there's Mr. Trivia. Let's get, you know, it, this is such a good show. He had a nice uh, run of guests there in the middle of the show. It got a little, uh, a little heated in the middle. So I, I think it's, it's only fitting that it's time for our daily affirmation with Justin. Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. Hey, Justin. Happy Easter to you. Happy day to you. How are you doing this fine Easter Sunday?
10: Very good, Ken.
4: So what do you got? You looking forward to next week? It's here, it's finally here, WrestleMania. I, I, you know are you pumped? Are you excited? Are you feeling the, the, the buzz? I feel the buzz. <laughs> you feeling the buzz? Oh yeah. So what'd you think this past week? We we uh a lot of stuff going on in wrestling, uh SmackDown. What what you what struck you this week? What'd you like watching?
6: I like to watch Smackdown.
4: What's it like on SmackDown this week?
6: Well, I like uh all the um I like all I like John Cena. He's cool.
4: You like John Cena? You think John Cena's gonna beat the Rock this year? He better. Well there you go. You should like you should be the guy that gives John Cena his pep talk before he goes out to the ring.
6: Alright. You're <laughs> <laughs> funny.
4: Uh, you know, I, I try. Hello, you know Justin, it's great, and I, we, we really appreciate you supporting the show. And you, I mean, you you become like a a regular now. You're calling like every show, so uh, thank thanks a lot for uh, supporting us and being on board this this wacky. This mean, called the Ken Reedy Show.
7: You like know you like know Ken? I think Dave is an awesome guy, and he loves talking about the news.
2: I do, yes. It'd be nice if I could do the you know, do the news without any interruptions, you know. But I I'd love talking about the news. And I love having you on, Justin. Thank you so much.
1: are well, you're quite welcome.
4: Justin, thanks a lot for the phone call. we we'll talk are you gonna give us a call on Tuesday?
6: Sure, why not?
4: Thanks a lot, I appreciate it. We will talk to you real soon. Have a happy rest of your Easter. Thank you, Ken. Take it easy. All right, guys. What a show we have had tonight but you know what it's time for The,
1: the Ken Reed show Gnaw no.
4: over approval. And we reached the portion of our program where we talk about something in the world of professional wrestling that we saw this week that we just we just nodded to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that works. So, uh, we do this each and every week, and we have a couple different ones this week. Dave, why don't you take it away who we'll gets your nod of approval this week?
2: Well, I was watching SmackDown on Friday, and Josh Matthews did an interview with Paul Heyman, and, um, you know i mean a lot I mean Paul Heyman has an underground following with people for his ability to talk and just how great of a manager and talker he is and you know i i I am a fan when he is on the when he's on the television screen, he always does great things for the for the product and he had an interview and he was talking about the severity of triple h's uh, st- the stipulation that you know in his wrestlemania match with Brock Lesnar and he made it clear in the stipulation that you know his wrestling career would be over if he lost to Brock Lesnar but not only his wrestling career, but he said that eventually that it, would, it would almost serve as like a domino effect for Triple H, that he would have to sit in the office and he would resent the locker room and the guys and the superstars that are, you know, they're, they're the big deal now, and he's just kind of got to take a backseat to all that, and in turn he would have to walk away from the entire job, essentially meaning his entire career would be over. Um, and I like that because, you know, a lot of wrestling fans out there, and critics, they were online and they were saying, Oh well, you know, if he gives up his job as wrestler and COO, then you know nobody will believe it. I mean, it gives people a small doubt in their minds, you know, to certain wrestling fans that Triple H has a chance of losing this match to Brock Lesnar, Um, and it it kind of brought a little bit of juice to the to the storyline, and would make, to me, in my opinion, for a good storyline, if Triple H were to lose. And we talked about it on the pre-show, Ken, where, you know, he could play that evil boss. And he's, you know, resentful towards the guys in the roster that are, you know, making it big time. And he had to walk away, not on his terms, on somebody else's, um, you know. So, I mean, it could lead to other things. But it's the WWE. It's wrestling. There's always ways to loophole behind it. If Triple H were to lose next Sunday at WrestleMania and be gone for a year, they could, they would always try and write a way to bring him back. They've done it multiple guys, but this particular interview with Heyman, his passion and, you know, just the intensity of it and the details that he brought out and just how he laid it, how he built the interview from start to finish, I thought was just pretty good. And, you know, like I said, brought some juice to the Brock Lesnar Triple H storyline um, that I think kind of needed it. So that gets my nod of approval this week.
4: That's a good one. I mean, it was. I thought it was a great promo, great interview. Uh, you know, and he does. He brings gravity to a, a situation. But my nod uh, goes to Mark Henry and Ryback. The the weightlifting competition. I thought it was cool. I thought it was uh, something different. Uh, it was it was impressive. I mean, that's uh, two hundred twenty five pounds. Uh, you know, I, I I lift. I like to go to the gym. I can do two twenty five, but man, I get up made 10 to 12 times I can do that and I'm I'm patting myself on the back so uh I I myself personally was just I'm, I'm watching them you know just getting up to 20 I was amazed so on two levels for for real life it was just I was very impressed just watching the strength of both these guys just put up 225 like it was nothing I mean I don't know if I could like bench press the, the bar fifty something times, let alone uh you know, two hundred and twenty five pounds. So that was impressive. But I, I liked the uh, I liked the way they, they played it out. I liked uh the uh what it added to the story between these two guys. Um I I I loved the fact that after uh Mark Henry uh, choked Ryback, he was yelling Like I didn't touch him, I didn't touch him Because uh, Booker T had his uh, You know, hands off policy And if there was any uh, Physical altercation that they would be Thrown out of their Wrestlemania match So uh, you know it was. Uh, I thought that was cool And uh, you know I thought for the most part And, and it's always been a, an issue with, with guys like Ryback and I thought it was good You know you got to take guys like that And uh, you know it, Heroes are 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 better if they you know we see like at least a little bit of a chink in the armor and uh, you know someone like Ryback being the the strong dominant figure that he is uh, I thought he did a decent job at at selling the the choke uh, of desperately trying to stand up and walk but being unable to uh, the continued gags I actually and while I'm watching it I actually had flashbacks to uh, Macho Man Randy Savage crushing Ricky Steamboat's uh, larynx with a uh, with the ring bell, and uh, you know, eventually Ricky Steamboat had to go to uh, voice therapy to get his voice back. But I just all of a sudden had a flashback of, and I so want to see Ryback going through like some sort of vocal therapy, but um, I digress. I thought it was a cool segment, I thought it worked, uh. Both real life and storyline wise uh, It was entertaining And it was something different It was something you don't see like every week On, on wrestling and it added A, a different element to, to the storyline So uh, I enjoyed it I thought that was good So the, the weightlifting segment on Smackdown Gets my nod of approval And there you have it Dave with the Heyman promo And I give it to the weightlifting lifting uh, Segment The, the Ken
2: Pen-
1: Reedy
4: Show of And there you have it. You know, it's funny, and we have a bunch of people on hold, and I apologize. It was a crazy show, and I think Ray Ray is going to get a complex, because he wants to do, he wants to call in and interview me, and, and uh, somehow we just keep getting, uh, Delay and stuff, but we're all going to do that. We're going to have Ray Ray on. Uh, You know, we're going to 90 Minutes. We have a guest on Tuesday, but uh, we'll we'll try and do it Tuesday, Ray. So apologies. Uh, We have reached the end of the show. Tune in Tuesday on Ironbound, where we'll be going to 90 Minutes. Very excited because we're going to give you fans something different. You know, we we love doing all these interviews. We love having the guests. We want to make this month kind of a special month, it being WrestleMania month. And we're going to have on the show. Uh, Dr. David Reese Dr. David Reese, he is a psychiatrist and he is an expert on wrestling psychology both in and out of the ring Uh, so I'm curious to see his thoughts on in-ring psychology we talked a little about Damian Wayne um, but he also knows a lot about wrestling outside the ring and and the psychology that goes into just being a wrestler he's also an expert on wellness Uh, he's led seminars at the Cauliflower Alley Uh, Club so uh, Lots of interesting stuff coming from him So it's going to be something very different Very unique but I think it'll give uh, Fans and and Dave and I uh, A unique and different perspective On the world Of professional wrestling and what it takes Not only to be a wrestler but to to put on A wrestling match looking forward to that uh, This Tuesday Great show tonight Dave
2: Yeah I I, uh, Leva Bates is great
10: and uh, so is Damian Wayne and uh
2: yeah, I, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed myself, despite the, uh, the 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 tension between myself and that, that guy that likes to call in. I won't name him, though, because nobody really knows who he is anyway. So.
4: I'll be not named. And here you go. We're in it. We're right here. It is WrestleMania week. Next Sunday at this time, we'll be sitting in MetLife Stadium enjoying the show of shows. Be sure to check out Facebook. We're going to put all the information for the big tailgate. It is going to be a big, major tailgate, and we want you all to come. Just bring something. Bring some beverages. Bring a package of hot dogs. Just bring some potato chips. Parking lot. We're going to put the info up on Facebook, so uh, it should be a nice big party. Uh, our show, the Ken Reed Show, we're going to be doing it uh, in conjunction with the Three Kings shows, also on sixteen forty on Monday night. So. That should be a blast. Looking forward to meeting some fans out there, and uh, you know it's going to be a heck of a week. We're still bang out the the end of our schedule. Uh, we're looking. We're going to probably do a pre tape show for WrestleMania pregame. Uh, most likely, we're going to record that show on Friday afternoon. But we we're thinking, why not record it live? So if you guys have the day off on Friday and feel like giving us a buzz, we'll let you know. We'll post that on Facebook exactly when we'll be recording, uh and you can be part of the. Wrestlemania pregame show So we got to thank you all for tuning in. Hold, Thank you for holding on I will try and get to everyone It's just a busy show this week For Dave, I am Ken Thank you so much We'll see you Tuesday